In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. Darkness has descended upon the city, and the creatures of the night have begun to stir. This is the time when the veil between the realms of the living and the dead is the thinnest, and all that is is not what it appears to be. Like a lone sentinel, one candle flickers in the night, revealing all that lurks in the darkness. This is Ghost Chronicles, Book of Shadows. Welcome to the Nightmare. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I am your host, Anne Kerrigan, also affectionately known as the Blonde Bombshell. Yes, Ron gave me that name. I didn't give myself that name. Be quiet, you. (laughs) And you may have noticed someone is missing, and he'll be back. Don't worry. (laughs) Ron has the night off. He actually has a speaking engagement, la-di-da, at the Tewksbury Public Library this evening, just in case anyone wants to bail out of the show and hurry over to Tewksbury. You can probably still catch him. Um, But at any rate, we thought we'd give him the night off. Uh, But tonight, I do have a very special co-host, and he is an EVP specialist. He is an author of the book EVP, Electronic Voice Phenomenon, Massachusetts Ghostly Voices, and he's also a very good friend of mine. Mike Markowitz. Hi, Mike. Hello. How are you? I'm doing all right. That's good on this rainy, yucky oh, night. But windy. <laughs> so what have you been up to lately? Uh, lots and lots. Still doing lots of recordings. I've got probably almost, uh, probably over six hours of recordings I have to listen to. And uh, i going to make those files and get everything prepared for all those reveals of evidences. (laughs) Now, recently, uh, Mike and I were both on an investigation with uh, actually Bay State Paranormal Society. We're both also a member of that group. And we had the privilege of being allowed into uh, Fort Tabor slash Fort Rodman down in New Bedford, which was very cool because they only open it twice a year. I think, and uh, yeah. we were lucky enough to get in there. And have you ha- have you had a chance to listen to any of those recordings? I started listening to it, yeah, and um, it was surprising. Um, those EVPs came through right away. Really? Uh, I was a real angry, angry man who was doing a lot of swearing, and uh, at the <laughs> beginning, uh, which was unusual. Uh, yeah, but sw- it's a fort. Yeah, well, the guys there they swear. As a uh, as a prison uh, cell, at one point too, like I didn't see active action, so it um, you know it mm-hmm. basically was a military site with nothing to do. Oh, so I did, okay. You know, so I think they stored some um, some bad people there. Yeah. But anyway, there was a lot of uh, a lot of activity there, and uh, it was a uh, it was a great night. It was, it was, and it was a beautiful almost a full moon lit night um, and just almost balmy <laughs> yeah. for New England in October. 
Um, but yeah, I, I did enjoy that investigation. I thought it was really cool to be in such a historic spot, you know, right. and I mean, even though it didn't, you know, actually, you know, we have like live action as a fort, it was still just really neat to walk through it and um, hope a brick wasn't going to fall on your head and um, <laughs> dodge it. the pigeons. We kept walking into, in and out of rooms and um, we didn't realize, you know, I guess your first thought when you hear wings is bats. But yeah. um, we're walking through, and all of a sudden, we hear the wings going. And it's like, uh oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're in your hair. They're, they didn't actually get caught up in my hair, but they came close. So uh, you basically yeah. try and get the dirt. <laughs> but uh, it was a great investigation with a great team. And it was really so quiet like once you get in through the main gate, which is yeah. kind of like a ca- like a castle. Yeah, you know, you walk through that middle section where the big door is, and you get into yeah. the inside. It just becomes so quiet. Right. Yeah, I was, was surprised amazing. at that. Yeah. Like, there was no wind in there. There was, like, no sound except for some crickets or something. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And that's it. I mean, it was, like, dead quiet in there. Yeah. No pun intended. <laughs> no pun intended. But, uh... <laughs> great. Fantastic. And also, um, uh, the, the other encampments that they had around there from World War Two was expensive. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we took a little walk down um, to, what was it, uh, Millicid? Millicid? Millican? Uh, M- Millican. Millican. Yeah, Millican. I always get that name wrong. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of creepy. I mean, that yeah. was a World War II encampment that, uh, you know, was basically a, a bunker. Mm-hmm. And you could still walk into it, even though it's fenced off. It has a hole in the fence, so cool <laughs> went through. But, um, you know, we were chaperoned, and uh, that was very creepy. Yeah, I've been in some creepy places, and that one that one was up there. I mean, uh, that was pretty creepy. Uh, I wish I'd gotten out there. I can't believe I didn't get out there. But Yeah. It, well, like I said, it's still open. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you can get in there. I don't know. I mean, there's a way of getting in because you have to go through the security gate in order to get there, so I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, probably it was, not. It was creepy. But I got um, somebody saying my, my full first name and last name in there. Mm-hmm. Excellent. And, um, yeah, that's pretty creepy when you hear that one. Right. Your first name isn't, isn't too bad, but <laughs> your last name, too. That, <laughs> it definitely sends the chills. <laughs> they knew you were coming. I guess they so. You, they know you personally. <laughs> <laughs> well, to spe- so speaking of EVPs, and we have a couple of guests who are on the line and patiently waiting for us to get to them. Um, and I know, I know both of these people that we're going to have on. Um, all, they're, they're both paranormal investigators, do a lot of EVP recording. Um, and we have on our line tonight, Kathy Caslin, also known Hello. as Granny. Hi, Kathy. <laughs> How are you? How are you? I'm great. How are you? Excellent. Excellent. And we also have on the other line, Eric Lavoie from DART. Eric, you there? Hey, hello. How's it going? Yeah, great. How are you, Eric? I'm doing fine, thank you. Excellent. Thank you so much for both of you for coming on tonight. <laughs> no problem. Oh, no, we appreciate it. Um, the first thing I have to ask before we go any further, Kathy, why the granny? No. <laughs> 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 you know how that, that sort of started? Um, when I first started doing paranormal investigation, I'm, like, significantly older than a lot of the people that I, well, I thought that I was, actually. I mean, I, you know, until I met Lorraine Warren, 
<laughs> you know, and I felt like a young star. She's um, got, yeah, she's got a few years on you. Yep. She does. So I, I, it just started out as a joke um, because I sort of thought people would, would say, oh, who's this old granny out doing <laughs> paranormal investigations? So I thought, well, before they could call me an old granny, <laughs> I just call myself granny. All right. So, you beat, um, them, beat them to it. So it just sort of, yeah, it just sort of stuck. You know, it just sort of stuck. Oh, that's funny. I think that's great, though. I think yeah. that's great. And and it's your, it's you. I mean, it's 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 what you want to be known as, and it's it's kind of like being Madonna. Yeah. You're the granny. Well, I, yeah, I guess I'm the Madonna of the paranormal world. I there you go. <laughs> you, have bec- you have become the granny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's your paranormal persona, and I, I think that's cool. So yeah, yeah, people sort of know me, sort of know me as that. So Yeah, yeah, I think that's awesome. That's awesome. Now, both of you, um, Eric and Kathy, you work together a lot. We do. You collaborate a lot. We do. How did that come about? Um, Actually, uh, we met through EVP Mike. Uh-huh. And um we just we just sort of got to be friends and um you little it's just funny speaker. how um well you know I mean it's the same with EVP Mike I met Mike by accident. Mm-hmm. Um I had gone to it was a Bay State Paranormal event going on and they had Mike Baker there right um doing a talk that night and I was supposed to meet up there with my nephew who Ed Perry who I do a lot of work with. Mm-hmm. and um, Ed couldn't get out of work early enough to go. So I said, well, I didn't want to miss it because it sounded interesting. So I went, and, you know, I sat in the back of the room because I didn't really know anybody at Bay State Paranormal at the time, and um, Mike happened to come in late. No. And um, he walked over by me. <laughs> Mike and late? He, no. Mike late, yes. <laughs> and he came over, and he said, is uh, anybody sitting here? And I said, you are. So... Uh. And we got to be—we just got to be friends that night, and it was—it um, was really amazing because um, Mike Baker was putting out these EVPs, and he was demonstrating these EVPs that are—that um, sound like a foreign language. Oh, and Mike EVP Mike sort of piped up with and said, um, "Well, why don't you play that backwards?" And when he played it backwards, it was in English. So I turned around and I looked. I turned around and I looked at Mike and I said, "Who are you?" (laughs) (laughs) And we just remember what that EVP said. Uh, No, I don't. What did it say? It it said, "I live." Oh, I live. And and it was loud and clear, and everybody, like including Mike Baker, his eyes lit up a little bit, and they all looked at me. And then you said that. Yeah. Everyone started laughing, and it was a riot. (laughs) It was so funny. Yeah, and so Mike and I have been friends ever since, and yeah. um, and that was sort of how I I met up with Eric, who's just a phenomenal investigator and um, very techy person, very thorough. You couldn't work with better. Oh, that's nice. Thank yep. you. Nice intro. Yeah. So, Eric. <laughs> Thanks, Kath. So, Eric, you were um, – so where did you enter into this equation, Eric, where – now Mike has met the granny, and then <laughs> I believe <laughs> I believe that I met Mike Markowitz on an investigation that we did in Fall River at mm-hmm. the uh, yep. I believe it was the Warm Sutter Club, which was the first time, and I think I, I think Mike's book almost just came out around that time too. Yep. And yep. Um, we actually had the Spooky South Coast Boys down there, and uh, yep. it was actually Tim Weisberg's idea. He's like, 
hey, what do you think about bringing down Mike Markowitz? I know you're really into EVPs, and I know you want to learn more about EVPs. What do you think about bringing them? I'm like, that's great. More people I meet and uh, meet in the field, it's going to better me out in the long run. Right. And uh, I think ever since, we, you know, I, I know Mike had set up all his condenser mics and all that type of thing, and <laughs> I was really interested in all those switchboard things, you know, all these lights going off. He had like a disco ball going on and all that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, it, it, Mike's, uh, again, Mike is Mike. I mean, you know, people who know Mike, I mean, that's who we learn from, you know, we, we learn. We all, I think we've all took a little bit of Mike and we bring it into our investigations mm-hmm. and the way we analyze stuff. So um, that's kind of how I met Michael. And ah. I think, uh, Kathy, I'm not sure we, I know, um, geez, I don't know what the first time I met Kath. Did you remember Where Kathy? did we meet? I don't know. It just oh. seems like you've always been in my life, and I can't get rid of you. So I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I don't. You men, you men, you never remember these things. Oh my god! I, it's true. I felt like I, yeah, we've known Kathy for a long time. But again, it was definitely through Mike Markowitz too. So, but um, yeah, no, these again, these are great people. These these are people who helped me out a lot um, because I have my ups and downs in the paranormal field, and I know, and we talked a little bit about it online, you know, and. Uh, the paranormal field is very, I don't want to use the word, political. Um, it can be, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, and, it, and it's really tough to deal with sometimes, especially, you know, I haven't been doing it forever, but, you know, um, I've been doing it since at least 1988. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the way you do things back then are very different from now, and it feels like if you don't adapt to the way people do things today, um, right. you're not in that click. and. I think that's what Michael and Kathy are different. You know, they allow me to do my own thing, and Kathy does her own thing. And I think that's why we became, you know, good friends and we stay friends. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's that's great, you know, that you can. Uh, but you're right, you do have to adapt and change, and there's always new stuff. And yep. um, Now, every time I have seen you, Eric, you yep. have the greatest toys. Oh, thank you. You do. <laughs> like, you always have something new, and I'm like, oh, what's that? <laughs> What is that? Well, like the, you had that device at um, Fort Tabor. Full spectrum. Yep. And I was at. Well, I, I was. I, oh, I'm sorry, Anne. Go ahead. <laughs> I was just. I was just like, oh, what? What's he got? I have to go see what this is. What is it? So it was very <laughs> well, I cool. Give, I definitely give credit to uh, my tech manager too, Paul Hebard. He's mm-hmm. um, he's fantastic. He's um, he's always looking on the internet. He's always looking at different techniques and. Um, I'm always on the Internet. We're looking at different devices, and we always try to come up with, um, you know, obviously we can't go with every single toy that's out there, but I try to make sense of it and say, okay, you know, we're basing the spirits. You know, they're in the realm of, um, you know, electromagnetic fields. So, you know, maybe I'll buy devices that, like an EM pump, you know, and emits electromagnetic field into the air. So we're like, hmm, you know something, let's buy one of those. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and then now what Paul will do, Paul will actually go out, and he'll buy one, he'll take it apart, and then he'll try to make one. <laughs> so, so it's pretty good. Cool. So yeah. yeah, he'll put his own little twist to it. He'll add some lights to it. So um, we always try to be one step above, but you can go crazy with the toys. I mean, you really can. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Ask Mike how many microphones he has. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, the biggest, the biggest thing is about, it's not even, you know, it's just not about the toys that you have. You have, me and Michael talk about this, and Kathy, too, is, you have to know what these toys can do, and you have to know how they can be faked and debunked. You know, uh-huh. for instance, like like the K2 meter. You know, right. you watch the shows on TV, and this thing is going crazy, and it's flickering, and it's answering the questions on demand. Well, 
you don't know that the person right behind you has a walkie-talkie that, that's on a frequency that's basically, as soon as you click the, you can have the speaker off, but as soon as you start clicking that thing, you can make that K2 device go on demand. Uh-huh. So yes, oh, and actually, I, um, oh, I don't mean to interrupt, but um, okay. I did a little thing. It, I happened to do it by accident and on a case that I was doing out in western Massachusetts, and I had we had two cameras set up, and there, was, there were cats in the house. There were always cats, mm-hmm. and this cat jumped up. Um, in front of the camera that was behind the other camera. Well, then the camera in the front, it actually looked like a shadow person. Oh. So I kind of showed how people could fake, mm-hmm. you know, um, a shadow person beyond throwing a towel or... <laughs> yeah, sure. Right. But they, they do, you know. Right. I mean, they, they do, so unfortunately. Yeah. And, uh, and I think even like when, uh, Kathy, if you remember, when, when we were at the Victorian Mansion, we were upstairs in the room, I believe where the fire was, you know, we, we actually had a K2 session going off and the meter was happening. And the first thing that we start doing is you start grabbing your cell phones. Making sure your cell phones are off. Make sure you no know walkie-talkies around and shut those off first. And then if the session continues, you know, then you can start to call it paranormal or, or at least something that's, um, you know, not normal, I should say. Unusual. You can stuff off of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. So you, so you had activity on your K2? There at the Victorian? Oh, oh God, yeah. We, we, oh, we had yeah. A great, yeah, we had <laughs> yeah. some great EVPs. Um, we had some really cool um, K2 sessions there. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. That was that, a great investigation. Yeah. That the Victorian place, has a lot of, um, a lot of people traipsing through it yeah. these days, um, but it is a very heavily haunted place. It is, I, there it, is a real activity there. And I and I'm going to take this opportunity just to do a little shameless plug because we are going to have an event there. Um, <laughs> on the October 29th, folks, Saturday, October 29th, 7 p.m. to midnight, uh, and it is a New England Ghost Project uh, event. But uh, it is uh, you know live investigation, food and spirits. We're going to have pizza and ghosties. And um, if anybody is interested, the Texas tickets can be obtained uh, at NE ghostproject.com. Just go in there and click on the link. Okay, now I'm done with my shameless promotion. But uh, I will be there. Mike will be there. Oh, yeah, Ron will be there, too. <laughs> but, um, yes, that the place is amazing. We were actually, we did a live broadcast from there last week. And uh, the people who own the home, Edwin and Lillian, are just tremendous, lovely people. Mm-hmm. Um, they are. They, yeah. they open their home. Um, people call them all the time. Hi, and there was a lady there calling that night. Hi, I'm visiting from Florida. Can I come and see your house? And they're like, Yeah, come on by tomorrow at you know nine o'clock. We'll be here. Come on in. They're, yeah. they're great. They're fabulous yep. folks. Yep, they are. They are. Um, and you know they're they're opening it up, and it's it's great for people who are really interested in trying to document paranormal activity. It is it is a good mm-hmm. place to go. Um, I went there on an investigation. Um, I actually was lucky enough to see. I don't, um, I I listen to what people say, but I always go and research it myself. Yes. And um, I heard the stories about the spirit in there being Enoseri. And uh, so I decided I I didn't disbelieve the previous owner, Mark Laveau's um, research, but I wanted to go do some on my own. And um, I went and I pulled the death certificate 
for Eno Sarian. and I found that he actually did die in a fire. Yeah. And um, I did some more work, went to the library, and I found that he was a member of the American Legion. Uh-huh. So I went over to the American Legion <laughs> and introduced okay. myself, gave him my card, you know, like I do. And um, it turned out that, you know, Siri's nephew, Paul, um, is a member of the American Legion. Oh. So he contacted me, and he came to the Victorian with me. Nice. And um, we did, you know, the investigation that night. We did some EVP sessions with him in the room, and it was really interesting. Wow. It, it was really interesting, and, I, and it was, um, you know, it was, it was pretty cool for me because it was sort of a culmination of all that research. That's you great. That's, oh, yeah. that, that is great that you followed that thread. Yeah. You found him. I mean, how awesome to having an actual relative. Right. There, a flesh and blood relative. Yeah. I mean, oh. that's, that's exciting. Yeah, to me, yeah. person, you know? person who's supposed to be in there. So right, yes, and that's why Kathy Strong point. She's a fantastic researcher. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, she's done some things that uh, a lot of people would stop at, and she just goes over the edge and keeps going. And <laughs> yeah, that's me to, over the edge. <laughs> she is, she's um, she, she should be called the tenacious granny. The tenacious granny. <laughs> she has she's got tenacity. Oh, and, that's... Uh, but she's got, but she gets results, and she gets a lot of information, a lot of helpful information, and she actually can debunk things by getting the correct information where history has distorted the truth. She she seems to find out the, um, you know, the, the truth behind some of these legends, and you know, and uh, it's extremely helpful. Well, for me, uh, one of the reasons I do that, that I follow that path, is that I don't believe that hauntings are random. I believe if they're real that you can track them to a person mm-hmm. and that they usually have some pattern to them, a repetitive pattern. And I call it pattern of the haunt. Um, and if you listen to witnesses or homeowners, and if I can always almost tell that I'm going to really get some activity if what they're telling me is the same thing, that every night at 3 a.m. I hear somebody walking around in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. You know, right. instead of, um, you know, oh, six years ago, I think I saw something floating on the ceiling. <laughs> That's kind of how, probably not, yeah. you know, probably not. But where there's real repetitive, you know, um, yeah. reports, it's the same thing over and over, you're more likely to find that, the, that there's real activity. And it's just... That's the path that I follow, and what I feel research shows me is that you can usually track it to somebody who would have a reason to be there, that it might have been a previous, somebody who lived in the house, somebody who lived on the land. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a case out in Westfield that was really fascinating where um, on the first visit to the home, it was when I was a member of a group called Signs, and on the first visit to the home, we actually got a woman's voice, and it was audio anomaly. Um, There was somebody in the room who was introducing himself to whatever was there, and this woman's voice came back as audio anomaly saying, Hannah. Well, then when I went back and researched, and what I found out was the land had actually been owned by this one gentleman who had a daughter named Hannah, Mm. who uh, died as an old lady but took care of him. That's great. Yeah, that's, it was great. It, it is great. You <laughs> and know, that's what I'm saying. See, that's how the research goes, and she always yeah. comes up with some very interesting things. And just to you know to have that to have that confirmation is really cool. And I know you know Mike 
when he does his recordings, um, you know, if there is a psychic there, a lot of times he's had psychic, uh, you know, contact, um, and it, it's a confirmation, you know, of, of what he's finding later on his recordings. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Right. And I'll do the same thing. Um, I have a psychic that I work with, and, and I will bring a psychic in, but I never, I'm, you're probably going to get nasty phone calls, but I never take what they say as proof of a haunting. Mm-hmm. I, I take, understand that. You know, I take what I can find as, find in research and um, what I can find as evidence, you know, and in particular EVP evidence, because that just seems to be the most common kind of evidence that I get. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think Eric would agree, and, you know, yep. Mike would, yep. well, Mike, obviously. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what, what do you think, Eric, about that? Um, no, I do, I do agree. And, then, and, and kind of going back to what you were talking about before, about even, like, the, like all the different equipment that I bring, um, I bring all this equipment because I want something different. <laughs> I mm-hmm. want to try to find you. You do catch the EVPs. That is the most common um, pot of evidence. Um, but that's why I try to bring my full spectrum cameras, you know, using my full spectrum lights and, nice. you know, night, you know, regular night vision cameras set up the DVRs because you're hoping to catch that holy grail, which is the apparition, mm-hmm. you know, that's not, that's not fake, you know, I mean, <laughs> right. you know, and that's the biggest thing because, you know, to this day, I mean, you know, um, you know, out of all these years investigating, I know the spirits out there and I, I understand that, but I haven't caught that. Like I said, a full body apparition walking right across me. That's not grainy. That looks like something different. And okay. I think that's why I like to bring different pieces of equipment. Um, just for that hope. You know what I mean? That, you know, I will capture something. Because, you, you know, you watch these TV shows. I mean, you see these things. And you're like, come on. I'm like, where did, you, where did you get that? I'm like, you know, we've been doing it for all these years. I'm like, you know, this person, oh, I just turned on my camera phone and there's a spirit, you know. Oh, yeah. So, mm, you know, okay. Yeah, so it gets a little discouraging sometimes. So, but um, okay. I, before I, actually before I forget too is um, that Fort Tabor is open. Like you can actually go into the Millikans during the day. Oh, great! Yeah, the following day, um, me and my son actually went down there, and you can you can actually walk the same path. You can't go into the fort, unfortunately. Like, right. But you can walk into the uh, the Millikans. Bring a flashlight. Okay. Yep. It's dangerous. It is. A lot of glass, a lot of metal hanging around. But I have to break glass. in for a minute here, Eric, because we're going to go to break. Um, sure. So just hang tight for a minute. And everybody, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation, and we will be right back. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. Everything you heard about witches is true. Halloween is the time of year when the shades of the dead whisper from forgotten places and spirits walk among us. The witches of Salem, Massachusetts, honor this time with Festival of the Dead, an annual event series that explores death's macabre customs, heretical histories, and strange rituals. Founded by Salem witches, Sean Poirier, and Christian Day, and hosted by the foremost authorities on the spirit world, Festival of the Dead beckons guests who step through the veil into 
a mysterious realm where spirits await you. To learn more or to purchase tickets, visit festivalofthedead.com or call 978-740-9783. Happy Halloween! <laughs> She just has the best laugh. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> back. Welcome Sounds back, everybody. to me. I know. <laughs> I thought that was uh, my granny. <laughs> oh. Oh. Wow. Everybody, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation and on toginet.com. And we have our guest, Kathy Caslin, also known as the Granny, and Eric Lavoy from DART. And while I think of it, and my co-host, Mike Markowitz, I'm sorry, Mike. Um, while I think of it, um, can you, Kathy and Eric, um, I just like, do you have some websites you can tell people about, Kathy? Um, sure. you, you can find me through, it's uh, not the greatest website, but you can find me through WorcesterParanormal.com. Okay. What about you, Eric? Um, you can find us on at DartParanormal.com. Excellent. Excellent. And if anybody wants to find us on Facebook as well, I mean, we have, uh, you can join us there as well. Excellent. We're also, uh, we're also on Facebook, folks, and probably most people are listening, but if we have any new people, um, we're on Facebook, Ghost Chronicles-Next Generation. Hop on there and like us, and uh, we have all kinds of interesting things always going on, and we'll post, like, upcoming events and uh, like the thing we're having at the Victorian on next Saturday, the 29th. Another shameless plug. You can go to New England Ghost Project, newenglandghostproject.com, and get tickets for that if you'd like to explore the haunted Victorian in Gardner, Mass. Um, and Mike, what about, um, we need to get a plug for you on here too. What about your website? <laughs> um, um It's uh, under construction. I need to change it. I'm not satisfied with it, so I need to uh, change some things around. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's okay. I got, I got a bunch of stuff coming up. Um, uh, October 25th, I'll be uh, a guest on the Tiffany Wright Show, Spirit Connections. Uh, it's on Tuesdays at 9. Um, I'll be doing a presentation on October 28th at the Center at Forge Pond. And that's in East Bridgewater. And uh, you can go to that website, Center at Forge Pond, uh, dot com, and uh, get that information. That's from 7 to 9. It's two hours long. It's only 10 bucks. And um, I got tons and tons of new stuff to play, and um, that's going to be a good night. Um, like you said, uh, October 29th at the Victorian, I'm going to have my full setup so people can actually hear some really cool, clear EVPs uh, that I'll be recording there. Um, since it's so haunted, I know they're going to come through for me, and uh, it's going to be a fantastic evening. Oh, I think so. Uh, no- November 3rd, I have Paranormal Underground. Uh, it's at 9 p.m., and you can go to their website, paranormalunderground.net. November 13th, I have New England, um, uh, Rhode Island, excuse me, uh, Paranormal Fest at the Elks Lodge in Smithfield, Rhode Island from 9 to 5. And that's going to be a, uh, a fantastic event. And then there's also an up, up and coming episode of Phantom PI down at uh, wearehandtv.org. It's a Carl Wood presentation that he's doing. He's, he's doing kind of like a ghost hunting show, mm-hmm. <laughs> Carl Wood style. <laughs> <laughs> If you know Carl, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, he's got some um, some very pretty ladies that are um, running around doing investigations in the middle of the night. Yeah, he, he, he got me involved with some uh, EVP work down there, and so far it's been pretty cool. Um, both locations that I've been, been to have been uh, just fantastic, really hopping. So mm-hmm. those are my plugs. Wow. 
you have a busy schedule, my friend. <laughs> my goodness. I love it. That's, that's awesome, and, and I'm happy that it's just uh, all just taken off. It is the season also. Yeah, that's the um, thing, you know. But that's very cool. Um, now, do Eric, Kathy, you, you get any good investigations coming up? What's going on with you? Oh, yeah, we, we have a fantastic investigation coming up. I'll let Eric tell you about it because it's really his case. All right. Yep. Yeah, thank you, Kathy. It's actually coming up on November 5th. Um, we're actually going to be doing the, uh, the Sterling Opera House in Connecticut. Mm. Uh, Kathy Caseman is going to be there and, and Mike Markowitz and my tech manager, Paul Hebod, as of right now. Um, it's going to be a great location. Um, I believe Taps was there back in March. Uh-huh. I never even, I haven't seen the episode, so I don't even want to know what they caught. I don't even want to know the hot spots. Right. Um, but I've never done a theater or like an opera house. I shouldn't say a theater. Um, we did a theater in Boston, but a, a true opera house with fantastic acoustics. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where, when Mike, you know, we're going to have, we're going to bring our equipment, and but Mike's going to have his condenser mics. He's going to have everything that we need. This place is going to be totally crazy. I mean, Harry oh, yeah. and Dean perform there. Oh, um, nice. You know, and a lot of different famous people. And I think Kathy already started doing research. Um, which I don't see that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so if you can, yeah, if you can explain a little bit what you found, Kathy, but it's, uh, I just can't wait. I'm going um, to stop calling her a tenacious G. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I like it. I like it. Like I don't it. know. We need that. that. Oh, we need to get her that T-shirt, man. Okay? <laughs> All right. Tenacious um, G. Actually, I haven't been concentrating as much on the Sterling Opera House as I should because I sort of backtracked a little bit because there is a gentleman named Jay Schmidt um, who is writing mm-hmm. an article about paranormal Fort Warren, and I've done some pretty extensive research into Fort Warren and the myth of the Black Lady, and oh. um, out there, and I've actually debunked it. I've debunked the whole thing. Really? And um, oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> damn! I love that story. No, I'm don't tell sorry, me. but la, it's la, not la, true. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it's not true. However, <laughs> we did go out there, um, Eric and Paul. And my, well, who else did we go with that day? Was it Jerry? Jerry, yes. And her husband, Jerry Cook, and her husband, of Jerry of Fingerprint and Time. Um, and uh, we went out there, and we actually caught a male EVP out wow. on the island in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. Now, um, what I found out through doing background research is that the story was probably put together um, by people who loved the island. Mm-hmm. and um, basically wanted to promote tourism and to promote it being taken over by the DCR and prevent <sighs> it from de- being dismantled. Um, there was a real Samuel Lanier, a young man who did die on the island. Supposedly the story of the black lady is her name was Melanie Lanier, Mm-hmm. And she swam out, or she took a boat out across what they call Nantasket Row, which is the the waterway across from Hull to Fort Warren. And she tried to have her husband, her young husband, and this was in the Civil War, you know, when the the, the island was being used as a Civil War prison. And she um, supposedly went out there and tried to free her young husband Samuel Lanier, and was caught in the dungeon side 
of the um, the fort and basically tried to shoot Colonel Dimmick, the, Kim, the colonel who, who commanded the fort, and accidentally shot Samuel. So, oh. so here's the real story. There was a Samuel. <laughs> He was 18 when he died. He went in. I don't have his records in front of me, but he went into the service in, like, April in the Confederate Army, and then he died by – he was captured almost immediately at <laughs> Fort Hatteras and transferred to Fort Warren. where he successful he military private, career. And, yeah. and that was the end of his military career. And he died of typhoid oh. in January, the following January. And – all of the bodies, when the fort was decommissioned, were taken out to Fort Devens. Mm-hmm. So I took a drive out there, you know, obviously. Right. And um, they, um, there actually is the story of the black lady out there. She <laughs> <laughs> followed them. They have it on the wall, you know, they have it on the wall there about, oh, the black lady is seen in the cemetery here, you know. But um, she, she wasn't real. Oh. She wasn't real. It, it was made up. I hate that. I know. I hate it, that. And there's no Santa Claus either. Oh, oh yeah. No, now you've my whole life. Oh, Thanks, my God. But again, Eric Lavoie, being the investigator that he is, pulled a really cool EVP off the island. So there may very well be some real activity out there. And um, this is why Jay Schmidt is writing the article. He he wrote um, um, a historical book about the island, about Fort Warren, um, that you can find through Amazon. And um, he does a lot of tours out there. And um, I've talked to him several times. I went out, met him once on the island. He took a, he took me on a tour and explained all the different you know battlements and that kind of thing. And um, he said there there are lots of reports. People claim about it being haunted. So he's writing an article about it. So I'm sort of backtracking a little bit there and, you know, going back into that work to pull it together for him for his article. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's excellent. But well, I am going yeah, to the well, opera I, house. I, I kind of like to, if you don't mind, just to add something to that a little bit too. Sure. Is the, um, which was kind of very interesting was when we caught that EVP, we were actually in a bunker. It was me and Paul, Paul and I. And, uh, I believe Kathy was walking around with Jerry, and Jerry is, uh, um, she's a medium or she's psychic? Kathy? She's, um, well, I, a medium. Intuitive? I she's a medium, yeah. Yeah. Definitely, well, yeah. Kind of, yeah, so, I'm sorry, yeah, so she, I guess, you know, she'll see the spirits and she can feel the spirits and things like that. Well, the EVP that we caught was, they said, a male voice said, her eyes hurt me, which oh. was kind of weird. So when we were in the back of the bunker, you know, we caught it, and you know, it was all dirt, and, you know, you can kind of hear it scuffling around a little bit, and you can hear this clear-as-day EVP. And then about three minutes later, here comes Kathy and Jerry walking down into the bunker. Oh, hey, hey, guys, here you are. And, you know, obviously we didn't think of anything then until we actually got home, and I actually heard that EVP. But did that actually spirit actually feel Jerry looking for her, looking for him? You know, here she is looking from room to room, looking for spirits, you know, apparitions. And did, so did I capture this spirit actually saying her eyes hurt me? Like, it's almost like she's looking so much into the spirit world. I don't know. It's just uh, very interesting. That, that is really odd. Wow. wow. Yeah. But there are, I think it would be more likely that it would be a male spirit. There were two Union soldiers who were um, executed. Um, on the island, they um, Murphy and I forgot what the other guy's name is, and they um, basically they were enlisting 
and then deserting and then enlisting in another town. So they got caught because they were paying bounties for soldiers to go, you know, sign up. So they got caught, and they were both executed out on the island. And then the, um, I don't know if it was 11 soldiers, um, Confederate soldiers who died out there, but they they died of disease. They weren't shot or hung mm-hmm. or anything like that. Nothing so exciting as no. that. <laughs> no, and actually, historically, Fort Warren, in comparison to the other Civil War prisons that were out there, was, um, they called it Hotel de Warren, um, <laughs> because it actually, as far as being a prison went, was actually a pretty decent one. The soldiers were well-fed, they're, you know, they were kept warm. There was, you know, medical care as opposed to, you know, some of the others. Right, that right. were out there that had a huge number of deaths and mm-hmm. from disease and that kind of thing and no sanitation, so. Right. So, if, well, since we're, we're still, you know, we're on this whole EVP thread, obviously, I wanted to ask you guys because um, I had been doing some reading recently about um, auditory pareidolia. Um, yep. And I wanted to get your opinions on that. And and folks who are listening, that is um, when your brain is interpreting um, like random, what are seemingly random patterns as words because your brain wants to wants to decipher. You know, it wants yep. to hear something. What do you guys think of that? What's your opinion on that? Um, I know you all well, laugh at me. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> It's no, yeah, I mean, I guess, I mean, even um, we, when we went to the uh, Fort Tabor, you know, there was one of the photos that we caught, like that I captured with the, uh, the full-spectrum camera, mm-hmm. and um, actually threw it up on Facebook just to get people's opinions from it. Yeah, and that I saw that. Perfect, yep. yep, that's a perfect example of that, where am I really seeing a person, or is that just stains in the wall and, and shadowing and things like that? Um, right. You know, do I consider that? Great evidence? No, I don't. But it's a great conversation for us to, to view it and, and look at it. You know, I'm a true believer in, I don't think that everybody, there could be me, you, Kathy, and Mike Markowitz sitting in the same room. Mm-hmm. Only two of us are going to see a black shadow go across the wall, and the other two are not. I just think that only certain people can see certain things. Um, you know, it could be just because certain people are colorblind. Maybe you're not right. open enough minded to see certain things. For us to see the way our brain works and to see those patterns um, and picture, you know, even like if I'm looking at a tree, you know, well, it's a leaves and like, oh, my God, look, there's a little thing of somebody in there. And next thing I can pull over two steps, no, it's a big stump with, you know, a bee's nest in it or whatever. And, no, so you're absolutely right. So um, you've got to be really careful, you know, what people post because people say that is absolutely an apparition. That's a full body, you know, <laughs> right. shadow. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, no, you've got to stay open-minded to it because, um, like that example in Tab- at Fort Tabor, I-, I can't 100% tell you that that's what it is, but right. um, I left it for everybody to view. So, But in terms of hearing, like the auditory, you know, yeah. it works that, do you think it works that way too sometimes? Yeah, I, I do. do. I, I think people Absolutely. sometimes want it to be true, so they are listening to that. I tend to throw out anything um, that isn't Class A, and isn't interactive mm-hmm. because, um, you know, I, 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 first of all, you know, I, I just don't think, it, again, it doesn't, it's not random. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I look for inter, something interactive or at least, I don't know, 
because I guess I have gotten things, you know, that um, you you might say aren't that I that I've put out there. But right. um, I I think as a rule, um, that's that's the way that you, you could be going. But people, there are you know, unfortunately, um, people are true believers sometimes, and they want it to be true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. What about what about isn't. you, Mike? What do you think, Mike? What's your opinion on that? <laughs> well, I think it's, um, I, I, we only have, what, another three hours of a show left, let me see. Um, <laughs> I know, really. <laughs> well, I think, I think that sometimes you can pick up randomness, and that randomness is conversations going on the other side between um, two two spirits, and it just happens to bleed over. Um, these, are, these are sentences and words that have nothing to do with what we're doing. I mean, I typically... I, I've picked up voices riding on different energy peaks, different decibel peaks. You know, with each each peak, you see a word that's on there. You can hear a word on there. And I've done it time and time again, where you, through footsteps, you know, you're walking up the stairs or someone's just shuffling or something's happening, and there's a, there's a pattern of sound, and over that pattern there are voices. And it doesn't always doesn't necessarily mean that it has something to do with you. It probably does, probably doesn't. It's up, it's, uh, it's relevant to who's listening to it. But uh, pareidolia, yeah, definitely. Um, I'd probably fall prey to that, too, because I say stuff to people, they like, you know, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't hear anything. I hear a bunch of static. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> you know? So it does happen. And um, maybe my brain makes sense of it, but, um, you know, the Class A ones that I capture speak for themselves. Right. And I have to go by what I hear. The class B, C, and Ds have to be there too. I can't just always capture class A's. So um, my brain, the way it works, who knows? <laughs> what do you mean you can't always capture a class A? <laughs> What's wrong with you? Oh my God! No, well, you know, Mike. You know the other thing too is I think that Mike, Mike can definitely elaborate more on this. But obviously, you know, between the male and female, you know, if a male can only hear up to maybe you know, 18,000 hertz, you know, and a woman can hear maybe up to 22,000 hertz. And, you know, so that's why certain people can only hear maybe EVPs at a certain level. You know, maybe that their hearing is just not where it needs to be at that, where that EVP actually came through. Um, you, you agree with that, Mike? Yeah, well, tinnitus is a big problem with a lot of people, and that actually tends to occur in the upper registry of uh, human speech, which is up right. around 5,000 5, hertz or so, well, that's where tinnitus typically starts as well. So if you're in a crowded room and you have tinnitus, you know that communication when someone's standing behind uh, next to you and they're, they're speaking in a normal voice but the room is crowded with people and they're all talking, you have a hard time trying to understand the person who's just, just across from you because right. their voice right. is going into all that other sound and your tinnitus is kicking in, and man, forget about it. You just you can't make any yeah. sense of it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and then you know, and males probably hear me. Let's just say you know, five thousand, uh, thousand difference of decibel. I mean, that's what I kind of usually tell my wife when she usually says something. Hey, can you go and get something for me? Like, what was that? <laughs> you know, man, I don't have selective hearing, or if I'm just not hearing that decibel. You know? Yeah. Well, I have a problem. Really high uh, frequency, very low. I I just I just hear in the middle because I do have like a little a little hearing issue, and um, you know all those ear infections you had when you were a kid and had the tubes yeah. and all that. So a lot of times Mike will be playing EVPs for me, and I'm like I just don't hear it, and it tends those that are high or low, um, they're lost on me. I just can't. Right. You know but that's very common. 
The high yeah. ones especially, the very whispery ones, mm-hmm. very, very common for most people not to hear it. You have to train your ear to hear those. They're very difficult. Right, right. Well, yep. that, that's why I'm EVP impaired, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, and you also, you know, physically you lose hearing as you age. Yeah. Um, I had somebody say to me once, they, they were kind of upset that I couldn't hear their EVP, and they said, well, I know it's just because you're older and you don't hear as well. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, how sweet. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> and I said, no, I don't hear it. <laughs> yep. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. What, um, what uh, Kathy and Eric, um, what's your most interesting slash exciting uh, investigation? What the thing that stands out most in your mind? Do you have one? I like that. Oh, yeah. Um, I used to have this house in Connecticut. Um, It was a home that was probably the most heavily haunted place I've ever been in. It was a highly interactive negative spirit in there. And um, the first time that I went in there, we actually caught a chair moving on video. Oh. And uh, But we couldn't really put it out as evidence because it was one of those things that the camera was facing the table, but the chair wasn't in full frame. Mm. So you couldn't, you know, I mean, how are you going to prove that there wasn't fishing line or something right. under it? Right. Um, and um, that... Who me, does that, that, Kathy? Nobody puts fishing line on yeah. things. Who would do uh, such a I'm thing? I'm not going to say. Uh, you're not going to get me in trouble. Uh, I'm also actually... I'm not gonna even going to go there. <laughs> I'm just not even going to go there. All righty um, then. But the first Fresh time that I... First, mm. No, I won't. <laughs> but the first time that... Um, this, in this first investigation that I, I went into that house, um, we were there with a gal who was psychic, but um, sort of negative psychic, who um, was confrontational with the spirit that was in there. And um, I was standing right next to her, and um, I literally felt this cold rush of air mm-hmm. go by me, and she went to the floor. Wow. And um, that's how strong it was. And the interesting thing was is just before that happened, um, I was there with, with John Wilson, uh, an investigator I've been working with for quite a few years now, and um, John was looking around the room and he said, everything's draining. Everything's mm-hmm. draining. The cameras are draining. The, wow. the recorders, the batteries on everything. And that was the first time I'd ever really seen battery drain. And then, you know, this woman got knocked to the floor. Wow. And um, so when we were, uh, you know, then we took a break. And then um, so they went outside for a little bit just to sort of everybody regroup themselves. And I was sitting there in the kitchen and, you know, changing out all the batteries you know, <laughs> that, that had all gone dead. And, um, and anyway, as I'm sitting there, I saw the chair move in toward me. Oh, Lord. And I'm in the room alone. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, guys. Uh, and, hello. Uh, oh, help. <laughs> and so they came back in, and then we put the cameras back on, and we did catch that chair, but it just wasn't good quality enough because we didn't have it in full frame. Oh, God. Yeah. Wow. That's, yeah. that's amazing, though. What if, it was that. Really awesome. It's an amazing, amazing place. And then, and um, unfortunately, you know, also it was one of those places I've kind of found with doing investigation that sometimes the places that are the most haunted are 
owned or inhabited by people who are very troubled. Right. The more troubled, the more dynamics going on in the family, the worse the haunting. Oh, God. Dysfunction. Dysfunction. Dysfunction feeds it. Yeah, it does. Yeah, Yeah, it it does. And um, so, you know, I've, I've, I've kind of found that. And then that was sort of the case with this home. There was just a lot of things going on. So, again, there was... There was that thing of could you put evidence out right. from right. a home like that where, um, you, you, you know, you don't have the classic thing of, of are your witnesses credible? Right, right, right. You know, yeah. because of their background, but yet it was probably the most grossly haunted place I've ever been in. That's, that's amazing. What about you, Eric? What about you? Um, I, think, I think probably the best case I think I've been on was probably the Kinsdale Inn. In Mattapoiset, it mm-hmm. was actually called the Old Mattapoiset Inn. Um, I don't know why they changed the names. It's been like that since the early 1800s. <laughs> right. but, you know, yeah, it was one of those things, just like kind of like um, George's Island, that mm-hmm. they had uh, a lot of claims, a lot of stories, a lot of whatever, but they never actually had a paranormal team to go in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, Paul and I actually got to um, our last big snowstorm last year. They actually opened up the place for us. They were going to cancel on us last minute too. Uh-huh. Like, oh, we don't know. We don't know if we can get out there. And I'm like, look, we got a four wheel truck. We're going. <laughs> right. Like, we we want to get in there. And they basically unlocked the building for us. They said, we'll see you tomorrow morning when the clouds <laughs> come by, and uh, we'll pick you up. That rock. Funny. We, yeah. It was. It was just me and uh, just Paul and I, and we were there for 24 hours. <gasps> and um, you know, we actually had some really you know interesting interactive stuff. Um, controversial stuff too with the whole flashlight thing. You kind of take the flashlight off and it kind of responds. Right. You know. Love um, that. Yeah. <laughs> but what was kind of weird is the night was really calm and we were actually kind of bummed. Uh, we were kind of bummed. We were sitting yeah. there like, oh man. I'm like, we didn't really catch anything. We had that little flashlight thing. We had a couple of good K2 sessions, um, a couple of odd noises that we actually would chase. But just until we, um, we analyzed the data, that just brought us into a whole new world. Wow. Um, I didn't, was that buzzing on your end? <laughs> yes, it's, it's just a two-minute bell. We have, we have oh, two okay. minutes. Sorry. All right, I'll make this quick. Okay. okay. Um, I thought it was so, somebody's yeah, doorbell. No, it's a pizza. One, was, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm like, all right. We, um, one of the oddest things that I've ever seen in any one of my evidences is we had one of our static cameras set up on a DVR system, and basically it's just a regular 8-millimeter lens you know, with 64 LEDs going around for night vision. And while we're doing a K2 se- session, the, not the light, it, not the whole camera itself was moving up and down, but the internals was actually moving up and down. Uh-huh. So when you're, actually, when you're actually looking at the screen, like when you're watching it in the audio, um, you can actually see the whole screen. People are like, oh, well, that, uh, you know, the tripod was loose. Well, if it was loose, it would have just dropped. But it was, right. the whole thing would... It, the whole thing would come up, it would go down, then it would go left, it would kind of like move to the right. And wow. It was just really odd things like that. Um, neat. Yeah, it's a great place to go. It's a great place to dine. Kind of go there. I'm kind of promoting them just because they're nice people. But, that's, um, that's okay. It, it's a great historical place to go see. And uh, they invited us to go back anytime. So Mike and Kathy, get ready because we're going to go next year. <laughs> oh, I'll be there. Sure, just leave anytime. me out. Fine. Oh, and Fine. Hi. You're always welcome. Thank you. I have to say we have 30 seconds to get going, and I want to thank you, Kathy and Eric, so much. You were awesome, and I hope you'll come back again and talk to us again soon. Sure, thank you. 
All right. Thanks. We'll Thank talk you. to you soon. Yep. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Fantastic guests. They're good. Oh, yeah. They were awesome. Moment. Very awesome. That's so the thing. I kind of collect good investigators just like I like to collect my EVPs, you know? Yep. <laughs> you I like know. like to keep the good people around you. I know. Well, we got to go. But we thank you all yep. for listening. And, Mike, thank you so much for co-hosting with me. You were very You're awesome. awesome. It was fun. And um, just to give one more plug to the Haunted Victorian event next Saturday, mm-hmm. October 29th. I'm sorry, two weeks from now. Go to neghostproject.com to get your tickets if you want to go on that investigation. And Mike and I and Ron will all be there. And I uh, hope you all can make it. So a good one. Until next week, Mike, thanks again. Oh. You're welcome. And uh, don't forget to go check out Mike's book, EVP, Electronic Voice Phenomenon, Massachusetts Ghostly Voices. And thank Big you all again. Ron. Huh? <laughs> Big shout to Ron, wherever yes. you are. Bye, Ron. <laughs> Take care, everybody. Thank you, and good night. Good night. From ghoulies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night, deliver us good law.